Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Before we get going on this episode, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years. I call him the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you guys have any optics needs at all, whether it be binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give the glassing guru a call. You can reach Cody at 702-847-8747. That's extension two. You can email him at optics at gohunt.com or you can text him directly on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Ask him any question either by text or by call. I want to thank Cody for all the work that he does with the J. Scott Outdoors podcast listeners. I also want to remind you guys it's application season. There's not a better hunting resource than the Go Hunt Insider. Uh, For a free trial, you can go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You can also get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card when signing up. I want to thank kuyu.com, kuyu ultralight hunting. Kuyu is the ultralight hunting gear that I've been wearing since 2010. Uh, go to KUIU.com and you can order directly. It's a direct-to-consumer uh, brand and they have phenomenal gear there at KUIU.com. I uh, also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott21 promo code to get 10% off on all orders. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got my friend Brian Rimza and I've gotten a ton of inquiries while I was turkey hunting down in Mexico about when are you and Brian going to break down the Arizona uh, sheep, bighorn sheep uh, application regulations for the deadline coming up June 8th. And here we are, Brian. Good to have you on this morning. Yeah, Jay, it's nice to have you back from Mexico. I know you're pretty busy and, uh, you know, it's always a fun time to talk about sheep and I've gotten some inquiries too and had to tell people we're getting ready to do it here pretty quick. So here we are. Yeah, for sure. I'm over here in uh, California. It's a little overcast uh, today. Had a nice walk on the beach and uh, had a good trip down in Mexico. Was down there for about three weeks and um, got to hear a lot of Gould's turkeys gobble. And I know you had a bunch of action up in northern Arizona, um, which you always do in the spring. Got a couple of um, birds on the ground and had a good time turkey hunting. Yeah, no, it was... uh we had a good time. It's always a lot of fun and always good to enjoy it for sure. So Brian, here we are faced with another uh, application deadline. Um, we're going to go over the numbers here on the bighorn sheep. Uh, before we get to that, I know you've been working on some stuff with the game and fish and there's some stuff with mandatory reporting. There's some stuff with uh, OTC archery hunts. Um, can you give the listeners uh, maybe that aren't familiar with what's going on kind of a state of the union if you will of of kind of what's happening and what you know at, at, at this point yeah just a brief over, overview kind of of some of the over-the-counter changes this year when it comes to the over-the-counter deer hunts I, it's super important that people uh, read the regulations this year because there were 27 over-the-counter hunts that were eliminated for archery deer hunts and some of our more popular units most of those eliminations occurred for december and january seasons so I think it's real important that you pay attention to the regulations this year. Make sure you're hunting in an open unit. Um, some of, there were an additional 
nine units, I believe, that were changed from an Emmy deer to a whitetail only, and a couple other additional units, three of them, I believe, that were moved to a draw. So just things to pay attention to. Um, the, the reason that the Game of Fish has closed some of those hunts down and, and made such a drastic change is they're super concerned about the deer herds and, you know, the fawn recruitment as well as the drought and the moisture and the impact on the deer. Um, for those of you who don't know, Game and Fish allocates 20% of the total deer harvested in a unit to be harvested by archery hunters. And then the majority of the units that they closed or changed the structure to, uh, that 20% allocation uh, was exceeded. And so they uh, have to operate within their five-year hunt guidelines. And so their options were to close it or move some hunts to a draw. And they opted to close a bunch of these hunts. That's a difficult thing just because... Um, they didn't change the way they're going to sell tags, but uh, we're working with the Game and Fish, myself, um, along with the support of some other outdoor groups, are uh, definitely working with Game and Fish to try and come up with some um, alternative methods as far as the hunt structures are concerned to try and keep some of those OTC hunts open because it's one of the greatest opportunities that we have in Arizona. We know that drawing tags is a difficult. You know, one, one thing to touch on is that uh, Game and Fish, their numbers are based on the hunter questionnaires and if people don't turn the hunt questionnaires in the game and fish over allocates the number of deer harvested to protect the deer which makes sense and you know on average the rifle hunters are about 40 percent as far as turning in their hunt questionnaires and the archery hunters this year it was 24 percent and they tend to hover around 20 to 25 percent i would encourage all of you to please make sure you turn in your hunt questionnaires because when they over-allocate the harvest, that takes away opportunity for you to hunt deer with your bow. Um, so it's really important that you do fill out those hunt questionnaires. Something to pay attention to that the game of fish is definitely uh, moving forward on, which is a super, like a really positive note, is that they are working on uh, what they call a tag modernization process. And they are developing an app and an e-tag similar to some of the things that are going on in New Mexico. Um, that will, I think, will greatly benefit all of us. It'll make it easier to tag your animals. You won't, you won't have to worry about forgetting your t tag or your license at home because it will be on your phone. Um, the other thing that it will do is it will require you to report your deer harvest, if you're successful, on your app or on their app, which will definitely, definitely increase the number of... Uh, people filling out their hunt questionnaires and it'll give us much better data when it comes to making hunt recommendations and making closures. So I'm really excited about that. And I would encourage all of you to, to uh, read up on it. The game of fish has put out a uh, fact sheet on the tag modernization process. It's on their website. It's a little difficult to find, but you know, you can hit myself up or Jay up and uh, we'll get you in get you the uh, where you need to be to look at it and review it. I mean, now is the time if you have some comments or some concerns, if you wanted to add them to it, you can do it. But uh, it's a definitely a step in the right direction for the Game and Fish Department, and it's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm super excited about uh, what this can do for harvest reporting and better data and streamlining the, the overall process of uh, your license and tags. Good stuff. Thanks for reporting in on that. Um, let's dive straight into the bighorn sheep in Arizona. Um, Want to start off and have you kind of explain like you do how the bighorn sheep draw is different than say applying for deer or applying for elk in the state of Arizona as it pertains to how they um, structure the max 
or utilize the people with the um, maximum points and or the point structure moving down. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So bighorn sheep, unlike nearly all the other species, um, the way that the tags are, well, I guess let me back up. The, the Game and Fish Department does the, their draw in two processes. The first process is the bonus pass, where they issue 20% of the tags to the individuals with the most bonus points. Last year, that was 24 permits that went in the max. It's going to be 24 permits again this year. Um, individuals with max, currently their max bonus points for sheep is 32 points, and there are only 11 residents that have 32 points. What that means for those 11 residents is, you know, stick to your guns and pick the best units that you want to hunt because you're going to draw. I mean, based on the five or six best units in the state, those individuals should be able to draw the tag they want within the next two years, I would imagine, without any issues. Um, the other interesting thing about knocking down that uh, max pool, because we should either get through it this year or get through it next year, is that, you know, People this year with 31 points, which is 100 max, there's 189 individuals with 31 points and 30 of them are non-residents. You're going to see probably 10 to 10 to maybe 14 people with 31 points draw tags in the max. Last year was the first year that we saw tags go in the max to people with one less than the actual max number of points. And there were eight tags last year drawn by individuals in the bonus pass that had one less than max points. So what that means is for understanding how the, the tags go for sheep is that unlike elk, for example, or deer, where 20% of the tags for a particular hunt are issued to individuals max, for sheep, it's 20% of the total sheep tags. So what that means is that it's, it's not by unit, it's not by hunt code, it's by total number of sheep or total sheep permits. So if you're an individual uh, who doesn't have max, especially someone who has, I would say, less than 31 points, it's very, very important that you understand where the individuals with max points are going to apply because you're not going to have a chance at those tags. And, you know, we break that down for you so you have a better understanding and we will definitely get into where um, those individuals max are applying so that you can kind of avoid that because you you know, drawing a sheet tag is hard enough as it is. You don't want to handicap yourself by not knowing how the draw system works. Yeah, and I mean, every year you hear from people and I hear from people. In essence, they've thrown their this year or last year or the year before's pick completely away because they've applied for units. They don't have max and they've applied for those units that always go in the max point pool and they don't understand how it works right so in essence they go 30 or 40 years of applying and they've never even actually mathematically been in the equation yes this is true and, and that's obviously the the problem is that and we'll go over some of the numbers because i mean when you we continually talk about units like 22 every year and you have you know, this year there are 1,400 applicants that applied for two permits. Well, we know that they're always going to go to guys with max. And so a lot of those people are just wasting their applications. Right. 
Um, also talk about um, every year how many non-residents apply for units that only have uh, one tag and they don't understand that non-residents have to apply for units that have two or more tags to even have a chance. But we're talking hundreds, hundreds of people apply for units that are only resident units because they have one tag and they never had an opportunity. In essence, they they just wasted their pick completely. Exactly. Uh, I mean, in order for a non-resident to have an opportunity to draw a tag, there has to be at least two permits in the unit. So as a non-resident, don't be applying for units with one permit or you're wasting that that application you know you're wasting that choice on your application so so don't do that avoid doing that so that you can make the most of your application because as a non-resident it's extremely difficult to draw a tag uh last year non-residents you know in the max got uh 10 of the tags so i mean you know it, it's just super difficult they get up to 10 percent of the tags, so it's not even a guarantee you know what they're going to get and last year non-residents in the state of arizona drew 12 permits uh 12 drew a total of 12 permits in our state yeah and brian you made up a great little sheet uh here and i'm looking at it and it looks like uh 17 residents were drawn in the max pool um and 12 residents or non-residents were drawn in the max pool the non-resident or excuse me the non-resident tags total not in the max pool uh, interesting, I'll go through them here, Brian, you made this up, uh, 12B East, one tag, 12B East, the second hunt, two tags, um, 37A, the first hunt, one tag, 24B South, uh, one tag, and he drew with 31 points, uh, 41 East, one tag, 41 West, one tag, 42, 44A, one tag, 44B North, one tag, 44B South, one tag, 45C, one tag, 6A, and 22, the second hunt, uh, one tag, and that person drew with 30 points, uh, making 12 non-resident tags total um, in, in the state of Arizona. Uh, then you've got uh, in the max point pool here, uh, one, let's see. So let me, let me correct you real quick, Jay, just there's one thing you said out there. There were 24 tags drawn in the max, not 17. That, there were 17 desert tags and another seven rocky tags drawn in the max. Okay, makes sense. That's what I was and just so, looking at here. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we correct that out there. And last year in the max, you had uh, two non-residents draw a tag, which you had one draw with 31 points in 24B South, which last year 31 points was max points. And then you had another individual draw in the max with 30 points, and he drew that 6A22 North second hunt. So 24 total tags in the max. That's what we'll see again this year. And non-residents have up to 10% of the tags. Last year, they got 12 permits, uh, which was just just shy of that. Uh, actually, it was right at that 10% mark. So, I mean, that's what happened last year. Okay, and with the number back to where you're saying 11 residents have 32 points, and you're saying if not this year, next year, that number will probably go to zero the only way that, that that would go to zero this year is if all 11 re residents applied for different units or applied for units that had multiple tags. But the likelihood is that th some of those 11 will maybe all apply for 22 and maybe you know only two of them can draw. 
but there'll be some crossover, but then probably likely next year, let's say we get through, what do you think, five or six of the residents this year or maybe more, and then, you know, maybe three or four or five next year, and then and then that whole uh, pool of people will be gone, and it will be down to into that 189 number, right? Yeah, so, I mean, if you just look at some of the units where people genuinely with Max put in for it, you got two tags in 22 South, one in 24B North, two in 24B South. So, I mean, that's five permits right there that you can you can pretty much guarantee that those tags are going to, at least five for sure, are going to go to those guys with Max. And you got to figure there's probably one or two guys in there that are putting in for Rocky tags. So I would venture to say that you're going to have eight to nine guys that are drawn out of that max pool of 32. So it should probably be, it's probably only going to be one to three people next year. And it could be zero, you know, uh, with Rocky tags being the most difficult sheep to get. I mean, guys are, you know, guys are kind of venturing into that realm, but I mean, we've got a lot of good units and, you know, depending on what people are doing, you know, they may have an info on a big Ram out West, you know, which is not, always the top pick but always produces some 180 rams you know so it, it just i imagine there's going to be one to three people left next year with 33 points good stuff um let's go through and kind of break down uh the units and talk about how the guys did last year uh and kind of go unit by unit i know the people listening always love to hear um, you know, each unit and there's a bunch of these units that we don't know a lot about and we kind of just, you know, skip over, but, um, let's definitely highlight some of the ones, uh, <clears throat> that you know, and that I know, and we can pour over the numbers a little bit here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, just a couple things, you know, this year, as far as the overall, um, sheep tags go, they went back to creating a second hunt and unit nine and ten which uh they've done that before so there's two seasons on that hunt this year and then the other thing they took one tag away from 13b north and then they added a tag in 45c um so those are kind of the 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 few changes in rockies really minimal stuff but i mean nothing there's nothing real new in there that changes anything for a non-resident as far as applying is concerned on the rocky end, they created a new hunt in 127, which they call South Fork. Um, and then for the 27 upper blue hunt, they took one tag away. So based on that, it doesn't change the units that are available for non-residents to apply for. But very minimal changes overall. Um, the one thing that you know should be aware of is that for deserts last year, there were five that were over 180 at Game and Fish check-in. And then there were 20 Rams that were over 170 at Game and Fish check-in. And then for the uh, for the the Rockies, we didn't see any uh, 180 Rams killed last year. The auction hunter is still hunting; he has not killed, but they did kill some real solid Rams. We saw seven ram eight rams that were 170 or better you know arizona's not known for giant rockies although we produced a big one two years ago um but it's a great hunt overall so but uh yeah let's talk about uh where we're at and what we got going on for this year's this year's season and uh our and how the the hunters did last year and we'll, i'll let we'll you kick there. it off with uh unit nine and ten 
Yeah, 9 and 10, you know, obviously it's a very um, kind of an interesting hunt to say the least as far as, you know, it's a super remote type country. It can be a very, very difficult uh, experience. It's not known for producing real big rams. Um, last year we saw it produce a ram that was 148. You know, it has produced some rams better than that. And But, I mean, in general, they give you a, a few extra days or a few extra weeks to hunt and it can be you know it it the draws are not bad for the unit but you know this year you basically have it's a two-month season october 1st to november 30th for the first hunt and then november 1st through december 31st on the second hunt so there's potential for a one-month overlap between both hunters but typically that doesn't happen but i mean it's remote country i mean i think realistically a 150 type ram is what you're looking at for hunting in there it uh, tends to have some of the better draw odds for sure. Um, last year, the draw odds were one out of 199 uh, to get drawn. And we saw an increase of 57 applicants for that hunt last year. But this year, it's split into two hunts. So, I mean, again, you had 63 non-residents put in last year for a one-tag unit, which they can't even draw. So, I mean, something to be aware of. Yeah, I think, you know, the Cataract Canyon makes up that 9 and 10, and you can hunt it from either side. I think one of the things that lures people in there is the, you know, thought that uh, rams can kind of funnel in and out of the Grand Canyon National Park, uh, potentially come in there and, you know, slide into the canyon in and out. I think you do have to understand one of the reasons the Game and Fish has made it a, you know, couple-month season uh, historically is because it is a challenging hunt and those sheep are there and then they're gone and then they're there and they're gone. Um, so it's definitely uh, a unit that, you know, every once in a while, a mid 160s type ram uh, could be there. Um, but you could also wait another month or two before you see him again and he's there. And then the other thing is the country's extremely rough uh, to get around. There's lots of stories of guys shooting rams and then having to hire repelling uh, teams out of Flagstaff to come help them get down to the ram or go get the ram. Uh, so keep right. that in mind. Uh, the next hunt that we can talk about is 12A, 12B, uh, West, and 13A. It looks like they stuck with the one tag. Um, that, Brian, is n not historically a very good hunt. I believe the simple draw odds are a 1 in 130. Uh, last year, they uh, harvested a ram that was a five-year-old that was a 145 ram i have not heard you know over the years m many good things about the unit as far as um you know quality rams it looks like in 2019 there was not a harvest in there a 157 ram and 2018 uh definitely uh, a unit that if you know if you're just looking for a draw odds a good draw odds that might be one to look at um but for quality probably look elsewhere i would agree i mean it's you know from all the country you're hunting smallish rams but the odds are good um but i mean it can be pretty pretty remote country so you better have some time to spend on your hand you know spending the unit i'll let you cover 12b so 12b east uh continuing to have uh two hunts again which is which is always good. I mean, you know, they definitely kill some decent rams in there every year. It's remote country. It's big canyons, ledges, and stuff like that. So you have to kind of. It can be tricky to get rams out. Um, 
the right people have generally killed some pretty good Rams last year. You saw a couple of Rams on the first hunt, 166, 157, 166. I mean, those are all solid Rams. You would see a couple of 150, uh, 145, 151, 153, and then no, uh, someone who didn't harvest on the, um, on the second hunt. So, I mean, overall, it tends to be a kind of a primary focus for some of your non-resident hunters because it's right there in that northwest corner of the state right on that Utah boundary. But, I mean, you can do well in there. Um, they're kind of what I would consider kind of wide-flaring type rams, you know. Um, but in general, I mean, you're going to spend some time to work hard to kill a 160-plus type ram in there. And, I mean, they have touched in 18. They killed a 172 and a 169. So, I mean, every year they're killing mid-60s rams, which most guys I know are more than happy to shoot a mid-60s ram. I mean, I don't know anybody that's going to pass that up especially so especially in a unit like that so i mean you, you can have a great hunt and uh definitely something to look at you know there's some outfitters that guide in that country um so the first hunt's in november and it's a two-week season the second hunt's mid to mid to the end of december and it's also a two-week season that second hunt has four permits on it so i mean it's something to look at odds are good there's always going to be tags uh every tag in that unit typically goes uh in the random so i mean definitely uh if you don't have max and you just want to kill a nice sheep, then uh, might be something worth looking into. Then you've got 13A North. I don't know much about it. There's one tag. It looks like 81 people put in for first choice, 68 second choice. Ironically, 60 people, 60 non-residents applied for it. So there's 60 people right there that weren't even mathematically in the draw. Uh, total applicants looks like 149 um, and then your draw odds there, Brian, uh, it says one in 89. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. My sheet trying to change it to a month, but yeah, it's one out of 89 draws. We saw 18, an 18 person increase in people applying for that tag. You know, it's not a unit that I know, um, a whole lot about. I do have, know someone who did hunt it a couple years ago and they managed to kill a solid mid sixties Ram. It looks like um, a 163 so, in 18 and a 164 in 19. Um, again, right. again, more of an opportunity hunt to, to have decent odds to draw uh, there. Um, I'll let you dive into 13B North, which is interesting that they've dropped a tag there, but I think it reflects what's going on in that unit. Yeah, so 13B North, you know, the man, three, four years ago was the unit that was producing some pretty good rams i mean uh, the last real, what i would consider real good ram to come out of there was an 18 which was a 169 ram and now we're seeing you know they're struggling to break the 150 mark nobody last year broke the 150 mark you know they were 136 145 145 um it just is not producing the quality of rams it's a difficult unit you have to understand how to approach it because they're in big canyons and you know, if you don't understand how to approach it and glass it, you will struggle um, definitely to try and find the sheep. And so, you know, I, I, in years past, have recommended 13B North to people to apply for. I probably would avoid it this year um, unless you're, you know something or it's close to your home and you got a lot of time. And, I mean, there's always a chance to dig a big ram out, obviously. I mean, it's produced them in the past, so it could have them. We did, you know, we see a ton of applicants for that hunt, 1,145 applicants last year, which is up up 11 applicants from the year before that. 
but you see a ton of non-residents. You saw 740, or some sorry, 784 non-residents applied for that hunt last year. Rough draws are one out of 381. And I think so something I would, else would, to point out there is the Utah guys have been hammering the Utah Rams pretty good, and those Rams used to cross back and forth there quite a bit, and Utah's applied quite a bit of pressure, and I think that has something to do with the quality in 13B North um, going down, and I'm glad they dropped the tag, maybe build that herd up a little bit, uh, keep the tags down to two, and uh, see if it can rebound. Uh, 13B South, there's a one tag. It's not available to non-residents. Ironically, 108 non-residents applied for that unit. Um, they did good in there last year, man. They killed a 164, nine-year-old ram that was 164. That guy was hunting with uh, our friend Clay to, out there. And so, I mean, it's a hunt that if you have, you probably need some help on that one. Uh, the strip is remote enough as it is. And so having guys that live there like Clay and, you know, help you is definitely worth its weight in gold and i mean if you're gonna put in for that tag just understand that it's probably worth spending the money to have an opportunity to kill a better ram i mean it, i i think you can reasonably expect to shoot a mid-50s ram i think breaking 160 is something that is not the norm but it obviously can be done yeah i mean if you have a little bit of local knowledge and i think that applies to all these units uh you know it's a once in a lifetime hunt obviously i'm a uh, a guide in the state of Arizona, but, uh, you know, just looking at it, uh, from a practical standpoint, hiring someone that's able to put in the time and, and, you know, has hunted the unit before and kind of knows how to navigate is usually a good idea. Uh, you've got 15A and 15B, uh, one tag. It looks like there were 75 first choice applicants, 68 second choice applicants. Uh, again, there were 49 applicants that were non-residents that applied that had no opportunity to draw. Total applicants, uh, 143 um, in in that unit last year. They killed a 151. The year before that, no harvest. The year before that, in 2018, a 129. All of these 15 units um, kind of have been struggling. Obviously, you had the uh, big pneumonia plague that that you know basically wiped out a lot of these Nelson I units. Uh, 15A, 15B. I I I look at as you know potentially having decent draw but just the, the quality of rams is not coming out of that as well as um you know the next unit 15b west uh one tag uh looks like the draw odds simple odds are one and 110 uh 15b west last year they killed a 150 the year before that a 163 um brian why don't you tackle uh 15c north I think we can pretty much lump 15A, B, 15B West, 15C North, and 15C South kind of all together. Um, they're difficult hunts. Really the struggling pneumonia, with the pneumonia. Yeah, the pneumonia hit them. You know, we're seeing a little bit of increase, you know, in size in a couple units. But under just understand what you're getting into. I mean, 15C South did produce a 164 last year. But, I mean... That's not always the norm, and I mean, you just have to understand what you're getting into. If you're comfortable with a mid-50s ram and you just want to have a tag, I mean, those are units that have decent odds. All of those units, 15B West, 15C North, 15C South, and 15A and B, have some of the best units in the state. They're all one-tag units, so non-residents, stay away from them, um, but they give you a chance to hunt sheep, and if you're just looking to kill you know, a decent representative of the species, then... You know, 
definitely, definitely consider it. You know, it's a long season, so you can put some work in and, and you know, definitely uh, get it done. So, I mean, I would, I think we can just kind of lump those together. I don't think we need to go into the specifics on each one of those. And I think we can come back down to 15B North, which is, I think, is something that's always intrigues everybody for sure. Yeah, I mean, 15D North, I mean, I've always said it's the crown jewel of, of Nelson Eye hunting. I know Dar and I had a handful of years in a row there, um, the raffle hunter, and hunted a lot in, in 15D North uh, and 15D South. And, you know, that unit was hammered. I remember the last year before the pneumonia, we were there for the aerial flight. And I want to say they flew like 585 sheep. Um, I remember in one morning I spotted over a hundred sheep from one glassing point. Um, obviously the numbers have, have, are, are way, way down from there. Um, but it's, it's nice to see that they're still killing some very quality rams, uh, in 15 D North and 15 D South. Um, 15 D South has quite a bit of wilderness and we'll kind of talk about both of them. Uh, 15 D South has quite a bit of wilderness area that you can get away from people. Looks like last year they killed a 161 and a 176. Uh, and in 15D North, um, they, they killed a really a couple really good rams, a 181 ram, a 171, a, a mid-160s ram. And, you know, historically, those two units, 15D North, 15D South, have been two of the best, you know, producing Nelson I units and also the ability to go and see quite a few sheep. Um, so hopefully, uh, those, those sheep are rounding the corner and hopefully, th uh, you know, there's, uh, more positive things here in the future for those units, but it is nice to see that, uh, some of those units are still holding, um, some quality rams. Yeah. And I think the one thing to touch on for 15D North and 15D South is they typically are always producing at least a, a Boone and Crockett ram or two. And I, I think... If you're a guy with Max and you're considering those, not that I'm telling you to consider them, I would encourage you, if you're going to hire someone to hunt with, reach out to those people in advance and talk to them because you're in the driver's seat of your destiny. Um, these units would also be a, a pretty good consideration for a guy with 31 points, one under the Max. I mean, I think you could get in there with the right person or the right time and really kill a, a solid ram. Um, again, though, if I get people who call me or who ask me and, and they have this intention of hiring an outfitter, don't, if you're, if you have Max, call the guy you want to hunt with, figure it out first and put in where he tells you to put in because you're in the driver's seat. And if you're going to hire him, listen to him because they're the ones that are out in the field all the time. And we're giving you numbers and what we know. But I mean, if, if you have someone specific you're going to hire, you know, then I would encourage you, especially if you're a guy with max points, call them before you apply. Don't draw the tag and be like, hey, I drew this tag because they have inter intimate knowledge of the sheep in particular areas that they specialize in and they can definitely help you out with those decisions. For sure. Um, the next unit is 16A, the Mohawks, uh, primarily the Mohawks and and the Aubreys, there's two tags in there. Last year they killed uh, 153, and it looks like a smaller ram, an eight and a seven-year-old. Um, looks like there were 246 first choice applicants, 236 second. Uh, there were 291 non-resident applicants, total applicants 482. 
That's a one in 241 draw odds. Um, and it's a big unit, 16A. You need to know that there's like five different chains of mountains there. It's a really big unit. There also is a, a portion of the south part of the unit that is um, not a part of 16A anymore. But if you're going to 16A, you better have your chin strap buckled up tight because it, it is a big unit. Um, it's decent access getting around. It just takes a long time to get from one side of the unit to the other. Um, the year before in 2019, they killed a 169 and a 163. Uh, in 18, they killed a 143 and a 128. Um, but 16A is definitely one of those units that it's big enough country that a big ram uh, can slide through the cracks for a couple of years and then all of a sudden, you know, mid 170s type ram can get shot. So if you're the adventurous type, uh, I would consider 16A. Uh, and if you have the ability to put in a lot of scouting time and you have a, a December that you have a lot of time that you can devote, you know, 25, 27, 28 days to the hunt, uh, 16A would be one that I would consider. Yeah, and the thing to talk about that, uh, I know the hunter that killed the 153 in there, and they are a sheep hunting family, and they got, I mean, it kicked their butts to get the ram that they killed. So just understand, that is a grinder of a hunt, for grinder. sure. Yeah, I've been in there. It's a grinder, for sure. I'll let you hit 16A South and 18B. Yeah, 16A South, 18B, you know, it's a unit that in the past, um, it really wasn't even on the map, and then obviously uh, Jason Carter goes in there and kills a big old, big old ram in there. So everybody gets all jacked and excited about it, and you know everyone starts putting in and things like that. So the, the numbers kind of go up, the applicants go up, and people get excited about it. Last year they did; they killed a 158 in there. I don't have the record of a second ram that was. If there was a second ram killed in there, I don't have the data. The year before that, it was a 164, 166 type ram. Um, I know that there can be a lot of sheep in there and, you know, there potentially can be some better rams in there. I think it's something to consider, especially if you are, um, someone who doesn't have max points, it would, it would be a, a decent opportunity to consider last year that the, the rough draws were one in 265 and the number of applicants was down, um, almost 200 applicants. So, I mean, people kind of paid attention. Everybody flooded the gates in the unit once they killed the 183 in there in, in 2018 and then people kind of backed off because the year after that it was just kind of normal 160 type sheep the next unit uh we're done with the nelson i and we're moving on to the mexicana the next unit is 22 it's probably the best unit in the state it's probably been the best unit in the state or if not the top two units probably for the last i don't know 15 20 years um there's two tags in the unit uh two tags in the unit and last year they both killed rams let me look here both killed rams over 180 uh the year before that uh high 170 a 179 and a 175 and in 18 a 171 and a 177 uh 22 is basically saguaro lake canyon lake and apache lake as you're going up river on all three of those lakes it would be everything on your left hand side uh, and 22, obviously with the big fire there, um, from what I'm hearing, it did not affect the sheep habitat too much. 
um, didn't get down to the lake uh, and so those sheep in 22 are doing fine. Uh, I know uh, I had good friends in there the last couple of years. I've spent quite a bit of time in there. Uh, there are some old rams, there are some chipped up rams, some beat up rams, uh, but 22 is basically, in my opinion, the crown jewel of Mexicana hunting in Arizona. Uh, the, one of the nice things is you can access off of all three lakes. Uh, there are also some areas that you can access um, not on the lake uh, that hold sheep, and those sheep seem to move around quite a bit between those three lake chains up and down the river there. But if you're looking for quality, if you have max points um, and you're not looking at 22, I think that's a big mistake. I think 22 is... Uh, the best thing going, one of the best things going right now for a max point holder. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I would just remind people is that there's a 22 South Desert Hunt, which is Desert Sheep, and then there's a 22 North, which is a Rocky Hunt. Uh, there was one publication put out by a well-known magazine where they got that mixed up. So just understand, 22 South is the Desert Hunt, 22 North is the Rocky Hunt. Yep. 24B Wilderness, Brian. I mean, this has predominantly been uh, a very, very good unit. Um, people tend to flock to it. You know, you and I were in there in 19 on the hunt, and uh, we've seen some good rams killed in there uh, over the years. You know, understand the 24B South Hunter can also hunt the wilderness. So, you know, potentially you've got some competition there. But, you know, it seems for whatever reason to kind of have declined a little bit due to maybe the fire. I know last year there were some really good hunters in there and some of them or one of them at least thought that the impact with all the hikers in there be due to the, due to, you know, COVID and everybody kind of being forced outdoors to do things kind of may have disrupted some of the sheep. So, I mean, it's going to be one to watch. Um, I, I think you're going to see some, max guys put in for the hunt but last year you know i mean they killed a, a 160 and a 166 and a half which is not really conducive of what the unit has produced in the past it's probably gonna go at least a tag to a guy with max um so just just consider that and be aware of that i think we saw that though the year before in 19 brian when you know you and i worked the unit over really really hard and you know, we were not seeing the quality that we were expecting to see. And, and then to see the hunt numbers reflect last year in the, the you know, the mid-60s type, low to mid-60s Rams. I mean, we almost could have predicted that from what we saw the year before. Hopefully those sheep will rebound a little bit. I know there is room for those Rams to move around and a, for a big one to be there. So, um, you know, hopefully we haven't seen the best days in the wilderness. Hopefully it comes back and, and, and things bounce back uh, there. The next unit is 24B North. Um, again, I think if you have max points, uh, this is the other unit that I would look at very, very hard. There's only one tag, so it's only available for non-residents. Uh, this is probably my favorite. That and 22 are my two favorite units to hunt. Uh, this is a, basically Canyon Lake and Apache Lake. Everything on the right-hand side as you go upriver towards each dam. Uh, 24B North, you can access off the lakes. You can also access um, some of the areas uh, by foot. 
but there's always quality rams bouncing back and forth from 24B South into 24B North, uh, coming over to the lake. A lot of times those rams are transient and just moving around looking for ewes. Um, I had uh, the 24B North hunter, I believe two years ago, uh, killed a really good ram, a 183 ram, if I remember correctly, uh, on the first day. Um, but 22 and 24B North would be my two top picks for those 11 guys out there listening with uh, max points. And if you're young enough and you're in that 31, the one under pool, um, you know, and let's say you've got, you know, 20 years of hunting left under your belt, I would strongly consider um you know maybe waiting and holding out for potentially getting to draw that 24b north or 22 tag yep i agree with you i, I will touch on 24b wilderness just real quick that last year no tags were drawn in the max so that was kind of a change from what we've seen in the past okay good stuff i'll let you cover 24b south yeah 24b south uh which also encompasses the wilderness last year was a good uh a good hunt i would probably consider it as you know like your number three you know like you talk about 22 24b north and then 24b south i mean they killed a 178 and 176 which are just tremendous rams there's a lot of good sheep country in there with a lot of good genetics in there so i mean it's a good unit last year we saw um we saw all the tags last year go in the max and so i mean that is something to avoid obviously if you're not a max point guy i would expect the tags again this year to go on the max in there um i think i mean i think the quality is there i think you can kill a mid 70s ram um so i mean I, I definitely anticipate it going to guys in the max last year there were five applicants that applied with max points and two of them dropped drew the tag next unit is 28 south uh there's two tags uh, 363 first choice uh, applicants, 252nd, uh, 217 non-residents applied for that. Total applicants, 613. Uh, give you a simple odds of 1 in 306. Uh, 28 South, uh, they killed a 173 and a 152 last year, a 175 and a 169 and 19. Uh, a 189 and a 172. 28 is one of those units that um, if you really put a ton of time in and you have everything line up just right, you can get those high 70s um, type of rams. Uh, I, you know, the cream has been taken off the top a little bit there with several of those rams, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out this year for sure. Yeah, I mean... You know, in 18 and 17, we saw two giants killed in there. And so everybody kind of flooded it and it's kind of leveled off a little bit, but definitely like a unit. I think you can kill a mid, you know, a low, low to mid seventies Ram in, uh, last year, both tags went to people and with max points, you probably won't see that happen this year, but, uh, just keep an eye on it. I mean, there were four guys that applied with max last year and two of them drew. So, but I bet at least one of them will go to someone with max. Uh, 31, 32, three tags, 843 first choice applicants, 423 second, uh, th 389 non-residents applied, uh, 1,266 applicants total. It's a tough draw. It's one in 422. Uh, the quality in 31, 32 last year 
158, 164, 168, where the year before was a 149, 169, 168. The year before that was a 180 and a 176, and the year before that was a few mid-170s and, and a couple around 160. Aravipa Canyon, I mean, historically, that's where, you know, that's kind of where it all started. And, um, you know, I think this unit... I think there's potential for a couple of really good Rams to come out of 31-32. Yes, I do. One tag was drawn by uh, an individual in Max with Max points. It's it's some rugged country, and there's some really good-looking sheep. So it's not uncommon for someone to shoot a mid-60s Ram and think it's a better Ram because there are some good-looking Rams in there. So, I mean, I definitely think it's a unit that if you're – you know, comfortable with a low 70s Ram, you know, it's something you could look at if you had max. Um, if you're a guy with 31 points and you're looking to draw sooner than later, definitely, definitely something I would consider uh, applying for. I'll let you cover 37A. So 37A is kind of an interesting unit. You know, I mean, they split it into three hunts now with two tags each to try and eliminate some of the pressure, which I think is a good idea. Nobody wants to be chasing all over the same rams it's got good sheep in it and it's continually produced good sheep uh we have seen it's had six tags in it for the last two years and in 19 we saw it produce five 170 rams uh and then in 20 we saw it produce four 170 rams but five book rams so i mean it is still producing great sheep i think what's kind of most interesting to me is that no tags were drawn by individuals with max for the first hunt. There was one tag drawn by an individual to max in the second hunt and both tags were drawn by individuals with max in the third hunt. So the interesting thing about this, the way the structure is, is that there's going to be at least half the tags probably issued in the random. You just got to pick which hunt is going to be, um, is going to give you the best odds and you know it doesn't doesn't necessarily you don't have to have the first hunt to kill the best rams i mean the middle hunters in this case both killed a 175 basically they both killed 176 type sheep odds are tough people definitely are looking at it um to put in for but it's a good hunt access is good solid solid sheep to be chasing around i kind of look at it and go how much longer can it continue to produce sheep like this i don't know the unit i've never stepped foot in the unit but just looking at it yeah they've taken a bunch of really good rams i just question you know can they continue you know harvesting six rams out of there and keep that quality up um you know that's something we're faced with as sheep hunters we want a quality hunt um and want big rams uh, but we also know, like when we had the pneumonia die off in the Nelson I units, how many rams basically just just died uh, that hunters never got a chance to hunt. So it's it's kind of a, a double-edged sword there, and, and one wants quality, but you also want to give opportunity for hunters. So interesting dynamic there in 37A. 37B, uh, last year they killed a 154 and a 171. Uh, the year before that, that giant got killed, a 189 and a 161. And the year before that, a 173 and a 170. Uh, 37B, um, that's kind of over by Superior and Picket Post. There's two tags this year, 834 first choice applicants, 416 second choice, 
542 non-residents, non 1,250 applicants uh, overall, a 1 in 625, so the odds are uh, pretty rough, um, but a, a good unit. I think you've got um, transient sheep that kind of move around. You might have some rams that might leave the 24B wilderness and, and head over there as well. Um, definitely a hunt that there's, you know, the chance of shooting a 170 ram is, is pretty good. Um, it's pretty rugged country um, and you know that picket post mountain that's some pretty rugged stuff so um, make sure you're prepared for that yeah and you know last year both tags went to individuals with max points because of course we always see that once somebody kills a big ram in there because they did kill a, a giant stud in there uh, the year before that so I'll be interested to see if uh, they both go in max this year. I would imagine at least one will, but I don't know that they both will. But we'll see See who puts in for it and see what happens from there. 39 East, Brian, I'll let you tackle that one. So 39 East saw a tremendous ram killed in it last year. Um, the hunter was guided by a very knowledgeable sheep hunter, and they killed just a stomper of a ram. Uh, there were two tags. I only have one reported sheep being killed in there from the game and fish, so I don't know if there was a second ram that was killed in there or not. Um, in 19, they did kill another one low 70s ram in there and a low 60s ram. So we've seen, you know, some good sheep in there killed over the years, and it's a unit you got to spend some time in. Um, Last year, no one drew in the max in that unit. I don't know if you'll see some jump over there because of the big ram they killed. But the rough draws are 1 in 319. It's a, a unit to consider. Um, you're going to spend some time, and there's going to be at least a tag that's probably left in the random and probably both tags in the random. But it's definitely a unit that can produce a, uh, a solid, you know, low, low to mid-70s type sheep. And, I mean, you know, they, they killed a giant in there last year. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those units that for years it was kind of a dog um, and nobody really wanted it and they weren't killing hardly anything over 150. And then, but what happens is you get those units that will kind of cycle around and, you know, maybe for four or five years the right hunter gets, you know, the tags and then all of a sudden a ram or two rams, you know, with the back-to-back -back a 170 and a 179 this, this last year, you know, that's just a case of a ram slipping through the cracks, getting some age on them, and, um, you know, a beautiful ram. actually went to high school with uh, the kid uh, whose dad shot the ram, and just a big, big, nice, beautiful ram. Uh, 39 West, uh, last year they killed a 163 and a 162. A 39 West historically produces some pretty nice sheep uh, in, in 19. Uh, there was a 172 and a 167 uh, before uh, in 18, a 153 and a 164. Uh, 39 West, there's two tags, 282 first choice applicants, 265 second, 124 non-resident applications, 547 total applic applicants, uh, one in 273. Um, 39 West is a fairly easy unit to hunt fairly decent access and it seems like they're always killing rams kind of in that mid you know low to mid 160s yeah no tags in the max last year um occasionally we'll see one trickle in there uh definitely a good solid hunt i mean i think you can do well in there if, if you're looking for a good solid representative of the species and depending on how much time you want to put in there but it's definitely something to consider especially if you don't have max points 
40A, there's two tags, 195 first choice applicants, 176 second, 192 non-residents, 371 total applicants, uh, simple draws of 1 and 185. Uh, in 40A last year, they killed a 147 and a 148. And then the year before that, two 160s. And then the year before that, in 18, a 173 and a 149. 40A is one of those units, it borders the Papago Indian Reservation, the Tohono O'odham Reservation. Um, there's a lot of illegal traffic um, moving in and out of there. Um, historically, there have been a few good rams uh, killed in there. I think it's one of those units that if you could really put in a bunch of time and pass some of these 140, 150, maybe 160 rams, uh, that you get some of those rams that kind of move back and forth and move around um, it's not like super good glassing country it's kind of choppy um, not big panoramic you know viewpoints from one spot you kind of have to roll it's kind of got rollers and kind of got to move a lot so it's a difficult unit to hunt but definitely one that you know from time to time there can be a big ram around yeah it takes the right that's a hunt that's going to take the right hunter i mean there's a lot of things to that uh, kind of impact that hunt illegals ability to move time being able to spend time in the field so i mean that that's definitely uh takes the right type of hunter i'll let you do 40b gila uh 40b gila you know always producing some good rams uh it's <laughs> it's kind of like the moon man it's it's just deserty deserty country out there and just really really uh desolate type stuff we saw two good rams killed in there last year uh the best ram was 175 it was guided um, and it's actually, I believe that's the ram that's on the cover of the Epic magazine that just came out, uh, killed by a young lady. And then the second ram was, uh, a 170 ram that was killed by some, uh, local hunters that lived down there and had spent a bunch of time in there. So, I mean, kudos to them. Those are giant sheep. They also killed a 155 and a 159. Typically this unit will always produce a book ram. Uh, we saw 171 and 19. It's gonna take some time. You're, it's very desolate uh, moonscape. You know, I've had a friend that hunted it a couple years ago, but I mean, overall, definitely 165 to 170 potential. Uh, good hunt for a, a really, really good Mexicali type sheep. Last year, you saw 437 first choice applicants, 552 second choice. Uh, you had a total of 545 non-residents. Uh, overall rough draws were one and two forty-seven, which was a decrease of two hundred and eight total applicants from uh, the year before that. So, but definitely, if you don't have thirty-two or thirty-one points, I would definitely be put considering at least the Gila, depending on your physical ability and how much time you got to spend in there. Forty B copper mohawks, two tags. Uh, 613 total applicants, so simple odds of 1 and 306. Uh, that's an increase in 315 applicants there. Uh, the Copper Mohawks last year shot two 155, 154 rams. The year before that, two mid-160, 166, 167. Um, historically, it's kind of like a low 160s uh, type of unit. It's similar country to the Gila's. Um, pretty desolate uh, country as well. I don't know a ton about it. Um, the the uh, 40B uh, Tanaha Altas, uh, two tags, uh, 510 total applicants, simple odds of 1, 255. That's an increase of 161 applicants. 
Last year they killed a phenomenal ram, a 179 ram and a 168. And the year before that, a 170 and a 168. So, I mean, two years in a row they've killed bang-up sheep there in the Tanajas. Um, I don't know what's left there, but, you know, it's definitely on my radar of, you know, two years in a row, you know, four rams, four book-type rams. Uh, that That's doing a unit that looks like it's doing really good on paper. Yeah, the 179 was a stomper. Uh, I was killed by a retired uh, wildlife manager for Game of Fish who had some intimate knowledge of those sheep down there, so he put in a lot of work, but it was just a slammer of a ram. Uh, definitely desolate unit, but it has had some very, very good sheep killed in it. In the last four years, there's been eight tags, and they've killed six book rams in there um, out of those eight tags. So, I mean, definitely, definitely uh, a solid consideration for someone with less than uh, max points. You've got 41 East, which is the Eagle Tails. Last year, they had a great year, a 172 and a 168. The year before that, a 160 and a 143. The year before that, a 158 and a 158. I think that's another example of, you know, 41 East with two tags, uh, 566 total applicants. It's a, it's a plus of 223 applicants, uh, simple odds of 1 and 283. Um, you know, a great year last year. You just wonder if, okay, they, they, you know, finally a couple of rams slid around and, and got killed. Um, are, you know, is there rams of that, of that caliber? Uh, there's a ton of wilderness area there. Um, that is a unit that potentially, um, is on the uptick. Um, it will be hard to say, you know, last year they killed two good ones. They haven't killed many good ones for a while. Um, so is that a trend that's moving up or did just two hunters really grind it out and kill the two best sheep there? It's yet to be determined. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, it, it, like a consideration for someone without max points and, you know, to, to put in for there's potential there, but you're going to work for it. Let you cover 41 West. 41 West has had some good years, um, real good years. So the last three years, they've there's been two tags each year. So of the six rams, they've killed four book rams, and those four book rams uh, were 184, 179, 170, and 175. Last year, it was a 161 and a 175. Um, definitely uh, a unit that's considered by max point holders typically every year. Last year, we saw um, we saw one tag drawn in the max by an individual who only had 30 points, so just shy of max points. Probably going to see some guys with uh, just under max 31 points this year put in for that. It's always been producing some good rams. You got to work at it. Um, it's not an easy hunt, but it has big sheep. And I mean, big sheep come with work. So, I mean, we definitely, definitely something to consider. Last year, you had 490 first choice applicants, 510 second choice. You had 684 non-residents. Rough draws were one in 500, and we saw a dramatic increase in applicants we saw a 500 total applicant increase from first and second choice last year and that's likely because they killed a 179 in there uh in 19. so i would consider to see that kind of as a focal point of a lot of people because they killed some good rams last year uh 42 44a south uh two tags 256 first choice applicants 432 second 342 non-residents 688 total applicants Simple odds of 1 in 344. That's an increase in applications, though, of 431. 
Um, I was actually in that unit last year uh, with a friend. I really liked what I saw. It's, it's close to Phoenix. Um, good access. There is some wilderness area, some area to kind of get away. Last year was a 160 and a 168, or yeah, just under 168. La uh, the year before that, it was a 168. The year before that, it was a 175. Um, that that unit is definitely one that uh, it, it, I think has has a lot of potential. You know, in the years past, when they first opened the unit up, they shot some really good rams, um, and the sheep seem to be doing really good in there. So uh, that that's a that's a good unit for sure. Absolutely. 43A, one tag unit, so non-residents stay away. Last year we saw 28 non-residents apply for it. Um, first choice applicants was 156. Second choice was 66. Uh, total applicants was 222, which is uh, down 29 applicants from the year prior. The draws were 1 and 194. It's a good hunt. Um, always produces, you know, a solid ram typically speaking uh last two years have been better than average 171 last year and 172 and a half in 19 then you jump back to 18 and 17 with 158 149 so uh definitely a, a unit i would consider it's not a max point type unit unless you're just looking to hunt a unit where you don't have to compete with anybody else um because it is a one tag unit um but something to consider good hunt i think potential for solid ram you know 165 below 70s is definitely there 43b split into two hunts uh four four tags each hunt uh roughly 812 applicants for the first hunt 1200 applicants for the second hunt uh the quality there's always some good quality in 43b last year they killed a 144 a 165 a 168 a 166 and a 160 uh, the year before that a 159 a 157 a 126 a 165 and a 158 so uh, 43b historically um, always has a decent sheep around uh, for sure I mean they've shot some mid 170s rams uh, in 43b and I think there's opportunity written all over it with four tags on each hunt yeah, I think the tough thing with 43B is that you got to weed through some sheep. And I think people have a really hard time doing that when there's other hunters in the field. Um, because it has some increased permits, some increased people around. It makes it difficult to to really, you know, pass up a solid ram. But the potential is there. It gets a lot of applicants, a lot of attention. But there's a lot of country to look at that you know, you, you really got to spend a lot of time in to look at it all. Yeah. Uh, 44A East, I know um, Parker Colburn had that tag two years ago. Uh, 44A East, they killed a 114 and a 159. The year before that, a 160 and a 163. The year before that, a 179 and a 143. Uh, 44A there's two tags, 150 first choice applicants, 157 second choice, 124 non-residents, 307 total applicants of simple odds of 1 and 153. Um, pretty tough unit, not tons of sheep. I think there is potential for a big ram to slide around there and, and you know, someone to find something like that. But it's also a unit that you could go days and not see a sheep. Um, Brian, why don't you cover 44A West? 
Uh, 44 AOS is one tag unit. Last year killed a 157. The year before that, a 159. And then we saw a 173 in uh, 2018. The, you know, it, it, that's a tough hunt type of deal. It's not, it's remote, rugged country. That 173 that was killed in 18 was a guided hunt. You know, there's a lot of intimate knowledge there. You know, so you're looking low 60s RAM, occasionally a big one can trickle in there tough rugged country you know be mentally prepared to spend some days in the field uh 44 being north the plumosas uh, last year a 160 a 160 and a 165 the year before that a 155 169 164 the year before that a 168 166 161 um historically uh, I've guided in there a handful of times. Uh, you know, we used to kill a lot of 170 to 175, 176 type sheep. Uh, the increased tag numbers they have kind of taken the cream off the top a little bit. Uh, there is three tags in there: 600 first choice applicants, 408 second, 395 non-residents. That's down 54. Total applications: 1,017. That's down 77. Simple odds of one in three uh, thirty-nine. That's uh, down seventy-seven applicants total. Um, Forty-four B North is kind of the country club of sheep hunting. Very easy access. Lots of sheep. I do think the cream has kind of been melted off the top there. Um, you know, for years they didn't have as many tags, uh, and I think you're just seeing you know the age class come off there a little bit. I still think there's potential. Uh, for a decent ram, you know, 170 type ram, but I think the days of, you know, high 170s rams uh, are behind us in that unit. But it, it does have numbers, and you never know. Yeah, I think that's a, if you're an older individual or someone who has some physical limitations, uh, 44B North is definitely a hunt to consider. Last year, there was only one tag that was drawn, drawn in the max. And only one person with max points last year put in for it. So I would, uh, if, if, if you're up there in points and you have some physical limitations, I would consider 44B North because you can, you, you will have a tremendous experience. Yeah, it's great. I see a lot of sheep. Good getting around, quality, you know, good numbers. It's a good hunt. Yeah. Uh, 44B South, you know, this unit's kind of hit home on the map uh, quite a bit the last couple of years. Really good sheep being killed in there. Um, basically in the last three years, there's been two permits each year and there's been six buck rams killed. They broke the 180 mark, uh, with a ram last year, just over 180. Uh, and then they killed another ram that was 168 last year. And then the year before that was a 181 and a 176. So it is, uh, an up and coming unit. It's, it's been a focal point of a lot of individuals, um, to apply for, you know, we saw our odds last year first the choice were 525 applicants, which was up 251 applicants, almost double. Um, then second choice was 310 applicants with your overall total applicants, 835, uh, which is an increase of 212 total applicants, first and second choice. And the rough draws are one and four seventeen. So it was, uh, it's a good hunt. Uh, I would not be surprised though. Um, you know, to see potentially someone with some homegrown knowledge who's reached out to an outfitter um, who puts in for that hunt with max points, depending on, you know, what's there. But uh, definitely something, if you have 31 points, I would be definitely looking at it. You know, 32 points if you talk to the outfitters who work in that area. 
uh, they may be able to give you a better knowledge if you're going to put in there with max points. But I mean, I would say if you're uh, if you're a resident with 32 points, you know, max points, and you put in for that hunt, you'll probably draw it. So I would want to talk to the guys who know it the best if it's worth your points. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I really like about the unit I was in there a couple years ago with Logan Hall. Um, you can get from one end of the unit to the other pretty easy. There's pretty good road access where you can parallel the mountains and, and you know, there are sheep from one end of the range to the other. It's, it's basically a, a unit that's kind of a north-south unit, um, runs from north to south. It does parallel, um, excuse me, it's an east to west unit, meaning you can run that I-10 uh, corridor along there and basically cover one side of the range and then skip over on the pipeline and cover the other side of the range. Um, you can get around really good. Um, not as good as say 44B North and there's some distance between where you see them from the roads and where you got to go in and at, get after them. And I do think rams bounce back and forth between there and the Kofas um, to the south. Uh, so there is always potential, you know, historically, this was one of the best units in the state, you know, the new waters, um, and, and it still is. Uh, and I think there's a lot of, of potential there. Brian, I'll let you cover the Kofas. So the Kofas, uh, consists of 44, a, 45, I'm sorry, 45A, 45B and 45C. Um, I'm going to touch on them all. Typically they don't go in the max. They offer quite a few permits. Uh, we're going to see it again. Uh, this year where 45A has three tags, 45B has four, and we saw an increase in 45C. Um, they'll have a fourth tag in it. And then the thing is that I want you to understand is that some of that country is pretty remote. 45A and B share a border. The sheep tend to hang out right on the border. It is not uncommon to have rams killed right on the border from one side to the other. The Kofas are coming back. Uh, the Game and Fish has done a very good job eliminating the uh, mountain lion issues that were plaguing the Kofas. You know, historically, the Kofas, you know, in the 90s were the cream, some of the cream of the crop units, and uh, they have some really good genetics in there, and we're seeing that. 45A last year had a 161, 166, 168. 45B had a 169, 151, 161, 169. And 45C had a 157, 171, 147, 161. I'll tell you, the most remote unit, of the three is 45C for sure. I had that tag back in 97. It is very remote because you have some uh, military proving grounds on the south end of it that are foot access only, limited roads. So, I mean, there's potential for a good ram to kind of slip in there. And we've seen some good rams in there over the years. And, you know, last year they killed another one. So I would, these are great opportunities for guys that don't have max. Uh, they're great opportunities for, for non-residents. You know, I encourage you to definitely look into these units. Um, just rough draw odds for 45A is 1 and 274. Uh, 45B is 1 and 246. And 45C is 1 and 328. So definitely something to consider if you're not a max point holder. It's a fun desert sheep hunt. It's remote, but uh, can be a good hunt. Uh, 46A East. Uh, 46A East, they killed a 157, a 171, uh, excuse me. A I think you're looking at the wrong, yeah. 152, a 160. The year before that, a 175 and a 157. The year before that, a 169 and a 160. 
uh, 46A East, two tags, 184 first choice applicants, 159 second, 174 non-residents, 343 total applicants uh, for a simple draws of 1 and 171. Um, one thing you need to consider in 46A East and 46A West is you do have some um, illegal traffic, you do have some border patrol issues and brian i'll let you cover 46b west or excuse me 46 a west i'm going to touch on ae 46 a east because i spent i hunted it last year with the hunter with one of the hunters um it's remote country uh you have two mountain ranges that you can access one of them which is the child's mountains is super easy access um to get to the top but i mean you got to walk the mountain range and you need to get some access through the military to the southern end or to the northern end of it and the other mountains are the growlers. Um, the guy who I helped last year spent, I think it was 25 or 26 days in there. This is a hunt where the sheep really can move around and you, you kind of got to catch them in the right place at the right time. It has potential, but it is physical and you need some help. It's not that far from the valley, but you definitely need some spotters with you to help you out. Um, so it was, it was a rugged hunt. We had, we killed the 152 ram in there last year and he was, 12 years old is ancient ram um but uh it's definitely a rugged hunt but there is potential to kill a good one so i will move to 46b east um i've hunted this unit with some friends it is rugged it is remote it is a one tag uh unit the draws are genuinely some of the best in the state at one in 100 but you will be covering you know, 10 to 15 miles a day on foot. Last year, they killed a slammer in there. Uh, Greg Coons, a friend of ours, guided the hunter in there, and he really has it dialed in with mules and setting up camp and everything to try and, you know, even with the mules setting your camp up, you're still doing 10 to 15 miles a day on foot. I mean, it's, you got to spend some time moving in there. Greg killed a giant in there. I mean, he has more, more knowledge than anybody I know in that particular unit and 46B West. So, uh, you know, it's rugged. So just understand what you're getting into. It is not an easy hunt. Basically, there's one road on one side of the mountain range, and you got to walk, you know, two to three miles into the mountains. And then to get to the backside, you either got to come from the north end and walk all the way down, or there's a few passes that will get you through. But uh, it's a rugged experience. And not only is it rugged, there's no water in essence. Right. So you have to pack everything with you. It's not like, you know, there's water readily available. You have to pack everything. If, you know, whether you're camping on foot or camping off a mule or a horse, you have to pack water in and you have to plan way ahead of time in both units. Yep. Uh, 46B West, always a good unit for uh people to apply for it's rugged you got to spend some time moving around in it but it's a traditional sheep hunt you'll see some sheep you'll see some good rams you know you got to spend some time you got to plan always genuinely produces you know at least one or two book rams last year you saw 161 158 146 134 162 again it takes the right hunter to kill the bit better ram in there because you got to work at it you got to be willing to pass some smaller sheep but i mean it's a good unit to put in for. I've hunted it. We killed a 175 in there when I hunted it back in 14. Um, you know, that's not the norm, but it is doable. The rough draw odds is 1 in 211. 
Uh, again, it's a remote unit. Remote, you're going to have to spend at least a week or you know a week or plus in there to give you the most bang for your buck. But uh, draws are generally pretty good with five permits. Definitely something if you're in physically good shape and you're a non-resident, I would be looking at. That's all the desert desert hunts, Jay. I think now we got to just touch on some of the rocky stuff, right? Yep. Let's dive into the Rockies. So first is the 127 hunt, uh, Blue River hunt. There's one tag. Last year, the, the one tag was drawn in the max. Uh, the hunter killed a 168 ram in there. Uh, the rough draws, pretty much all the rocky draws in Arizona are dismal, but uh, the draws in there were 1 and 516. You know, it's all of Ro Arizona's rocky hunts are good hunts, good experiences. Um, it's just, we don't have the big monster rams. The next hunt is, uh, a new hunt for this year. It's one and one slash 27 South Fork. I don't know the specific boundaries of this hunt. Um, but it's a new hunt for the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's drawn in the max because guys tend to, some of the max guys tend to focus on the Rockies because the Rockies are the hardest, uh, of the four sheep to get so if they're in have max and they've already killed a desert that's where they're going to spend some time i mean we did see uh last year there was we saw about 15 guys applying for rocky tags with max points so just something to think about um on that hunt we'll be interested to see kind of where it, where it plays out i haven't seen it uh the specific boundaries jay i'll let you cover 6a since you guys were in there yeah, so 6A is interesting this year. They've split it up where it used to be 6A and 22 North. We actually spent quite a bit of time looking around in 22 North last year. Um, I think this will actually help 6A a little bit. Um, it seems, though, the last handful of years, uh, 6A um, produces still a good ram or two, but not like it was when the tags were a little bit lower. Um, by having, you know fairly high tag numbers i think the creams kind of come off the top a little bit um 6a you basically have the west clear creek drainage um there are some other areas uh there in 6a that the sheep kind of move in and out of um but brian as you know you've hunted it quite a bit i know we were there in what on 13 on your hunt when you when you tied the state record archery ram um, yeah it, it, it is a very unique place to hunt because you've got basically the big giant canyon of West Clear Creek there and you can gloss off either side. Um, there were sheep last year that, you know, were either straight down below us or straight across from us that, you know, you look at and you just think, how in the world can you get there? How, you know, if you shot one there, how would you get them out? Um, it's not for the faint of heart, but there are some areas as well where sheep can get where, you know, basically not too far from a road and, and you know, pretty pleasurable experience. Um, you know, I think 6A is one of those units that uh, is, is, it's a pleasure to hunt in that it's, you see a lot of sheep, uh, the number, you know, high sheep numbers. Uh, if you look at last year, uh, there were a 165, a 178, a 177, a 165, and a 167. Uh, the year before that, you had a 182, a 169, a 184. Uh, that 195 ram actually came out of 22. Um, it's going to be interesting now that 6A and 22 is split up, Brian. I'm curious your thoughts on that. 
um, as well. When you look at the odds, uh, 6A, now keep in mind, this was last year, 1,594 applicants. That was for 6A and 22 North combined. 628 second choice applicants, 510 non-residents, 2,222 total applicants uh, for a one in 740. That's an increase of 475 applicants. Um, I don't know, I think splitting it up and relieving a little bit of the pressure on the canyon will probably make for a little bit more enjoyable experience. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's definitely going to be better because it's going to force some, it's going to force people now to hunt those 22 sheep because honestly the, the 6A sheep in West Clear Creek are the easier sheep to get to, they're easier sheep to find, and if you give it a little time to tend to move. So, I mean, but I do think it'll be better. I do think that both hunts will be great hunts. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I was interested. I was surprised last year because I only uh, there was only one. So there was one tag on the first hunt that was drawn in the max, and then both of the second hunts were drawn in the max. Which I was a little surprised to not see more of the tags in the first hunt get drawn in the max. So we'll see how it plays out this year because now you've got a split. Yeah, I mean the guy I took only had seven points. Yeah. So I mean. The randomness does happen for sure. Um, Cover 22 I would, North. I would venture that 22 North is going to be random drawn tags this year unless somebody has some homegrown knowledge or something that's a little, little more difficult to access. But we'll see. Um, 23, 24A, one tag, uh, 216 first choice applicants, 157 second choice uh 12 non-residents applied so they applied for a tag that they didn't even couldn't even draw 373 total applications for a one in 373 um i don't know much about that 23 24a hunt uh brian do you have any knowledge there no i mean all i will say is that the ram that was killed in there i don't think is in indicative of what's there um they have killed better rams yeah, in the years like a past. 148 and, was killed, and then the 173 the year before that. Yeah, I mean, 148's not conducive of what's in there. They had killed a 173 in 19, a 166 in 18, and a 181 in 17. Um, that tag was drawn in the max. There was one guy with max that put in for it, and he drew the tag. So uh, I don't think that that's really conducive of what's there. 27 upper blue yeah upper blue last year had a good year um killed all three rams were over 170 with the biggest ram being 173 and it almost 174 you know good hunt rugged country you're gonna spend some time moving around looking at some country um i definitely think it's uh something that can be you know you can do well on there were no let me see. There were there was nobody that drew that tag with max points last year, so it was a, went to the random guys. But it's rugged. I think that's the biggest thing to understand and look at is know what you're getting into when you put in for that hunt. Why don't you finish up with twenty seven twenty eight? So twenty seven twenty eight. You got two hunts, a lot of sheep, uh, fairly easy access to a lot of country. There's definitely some places that sheep can tuck away that are more difficult to get to. I don't think a lot of guys get to the more difficult places because the sheep, 
that are easier to see tend to be decent sheep too. Um, first hunters, 172, 162, 171. Uh, second hunters was 161, 166, and 170. I know the guy that killed the 170 ram, beautiful sheep on that second hunt. Overall draws for that hunt, um, for the first hunt, you're looking at roughly 1,569 um, are your raw odds. And then your second hunt were 1 in 524. These are good hunts. Uh, not that difficult to access. Some physically uh, interesting, kind of country, cliffy type country in places, but really you can drive to places where you can look at a lot of the sheep. Um, they're fairly visible and you can get to them. So, I mean, it's definitely a good hunt. And last year we saw one tag on each hunt get drawn by individuals with max points. Well, that kind of covers the numbers on the sheep. Um, Brian, if I had to put you on the spot and if you were a max point holder for deserts and you were I or max point holder for bighorn and you were eyeballing deserts, um, what would be your top four or five picks? Uh, I mean, my top pick, and I know a couple guys that have max points that are probably not going to be happy that I say this, but would be 22 for sure. Um, I just think it's the the best place to kill a mid-70s plus sheep. It's a fun experience. Um, I think 24 B North for the right hunter at the right time, it's a remote place, can produce an absolute slob. Uh, 24 B South, uh, definitely has potential, a little more physical. The sheep, the bigger sheep seem to be a little more difficult to find. Um, I would... Those are my top three for sure. Um, if I was looking at second-tier units, not necessarily in an order, that would definitely be considerations, especially if I was a max guy looking to throw a second choice in there where I thought I had a chance to weasel out a tag that I wanted to draw this year. Um, I'd be looking at 28 South. I'd be looking at 44B South. I would be considering 37A. Probably the first hunt would be my consideration um, on those opportunities. So... The one thing I will tell you, um, if you're a max point holder, uh, please make sure you buy point guard because in the event that something crazy happens or you change your mind and you draw your second choice and you're like, and you realize that, you know, next year there's only one person with max and you can turn your tag in and get that 22 tag that you wanted, um, something to consider. So, I mean, I would make sure you buy point guard because there's always opportunity uh, to turn tags in. I mean, if, if, if you know, you're the sole guy with max points going into the next year and you can get the 22 tag as opposed to maybe one of those second-tier units, I mean, definitely, uh, definitely a consideration um, for that option. So think about that. Make sure, make sure you're paying attention to where you put in and fill out your applications and get them in early. Because you don't want to have any issues with a portal and not getting your stuff in, taking any uh, taking any chances with uh, such a precious application. For sure, and non-residents out there, make sure you apply. Make sure you apply for units that have two or more tags. Don't waste your uh, choice. And those guys out there that don't have max points, and you know, I get the eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen guys you know 15 points and you know they're like well i i get it every year well i you know i want to hunt sheep and i'm like you have to be applying for some of these quote unquote mid-tier units to even 
be in the running. You've got to give yourself the best odds possible because you'll end up being 80 years old and still haven't drawn. And I just don't think people understand how much they really need to play the odds and how important it is to play those odds. Um, so, uh, you know, don't, I recommend if you don't have high points, don't swing for the fences as your first choice. Swing for mid-tier, mid-units, mid-level units that give you a chance to draw if you want to hunt sheep in your lifetime. Um, Brian, it's always great having you on the podcast. Want to give you a chance to any final thoughts, any anything that we didn't cover, um, and thank you again for coming on here. Um, just a reminder: the deadline is June eighth. Um, that's something that's important. The other thing is, is uh, you know, pay attention to kind of the Game and Fish website with some as it pertains to the the hunt guideline process, which is a five the five year process that sets the kind of the the five-year regulations moving forward and how the game of fish operates is going to open up in January. So I would encourage you, if it's something that you're interested in to pay attention to, I will be working uh, as part of the bow hunting in Arizona record book and the Arizona bow hunters association, as well as any other organizations um, that want to support me uh, in working with game fish to kind of open up that communication line to make sure we continue to, you know, utilize all the tools we have because we're having, it's a difficult year, difficult drought. They're having to implement some closures that affect everybody, but uh, working together and getting involved early and, you know, communicating with the department has been successful in the past and it's it continues to be successful. And I mean, remember, you know, they got a tough job to do. So when you engage them with an email or over whatever your concerns are, be professional, give it some thought. And uh, don't just complain about something. Think of a, a reasonable solution when you send those emails in. But uh, we're actively working to try and, you know, get some of those opportunities back that we lost on the over-the-counter archery hunts, as well as just to open up the communication. Um, and like I said, I encourage you to read up on the, uh, the new TAG modernization process because I think it's going to be a tremendous process that allows for much better data collection and much easier use of uh, of tagging animals and things of that nature. So pay attention to it. Look at it. You know, uh, all the commission meetings and stuff are posted online. So get into that stuff and look into it. But uh, again, if you have any questions for me about anything that we talked about or even other things, by all means, send me an email. My email is just Brian. It's with an I, B-R-I-A-N dot Rimza, R-I-M-S-Z-A at hotmail.com. I'm pretty receptive to my email, so send me an email, and I'll, I'll give you what I have um, and give you my recommendations, and uh, good luck. And if you draw tags or when you draw the tags, send me an email, too, because I always like to follow up and see how things go. So that's really all I got, Jay. Awesome, buddy. Thanks for being so thorough, and uh, look forward to seeing you when I get back in town, and thanks for uh, sharing your time here with us, okay? Sounds good, man. Have a great day. All right, you too.